DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. Big weekend of college basketball coming up Saturday at noon. BYU, Kansas State, high noon on ESPN+. K-State is struggling. They've lost seven of the last eight games, but the one win was over Kansas. And there's the Big 12 in a nutshell, PK. Oh, totally. You just you're, you get off to a great start, which K-State did, and then it all goes wrong, which it has. But in the middle of that, you still beat your rival, who's one of the elite teams in college basketball. I watched that game. It makes right. no sense, and yet there it is. Well, any home team can beat any team in this conference. Yeah, and we've seen that, right, with Oklahoma State now winning three straight uh, road games, the third one being the win over BYU. And they're sitting in last place. But nonetheless, they take down three teams in a row at home. So BYU on the road to Kansas State at noon, and Utah's at Colorado at 7 o'clock, and the Utes are 7-8 and eight in the conference, and Colorado is 8-7. and seven. So a big game on the Pac-12 networks for Utah as they're trying to get on a run here. They're still being mentioned as a team that's on the bubble, but on the wrong side of the bubble. So they need a hot streak here at the end of the year if they're going to pull this off. The Utah State Aggies have the weekend off. Gives them a little extra time to savor that win over San Diego State at home earlier in the week. We're joined now by Great Osibor, Utah State's forward. Great, good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? We're doing well. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I saw your post-game interview after the win against San Diego State, and there are a lot of things you expect in that situation. And to talk about the game and what a big win it was, but you went to playing in front of the crowd, and uh, what a gift that was. That this is you talk about. This is what you dream of when you're uh, when you're young and and you're shooting hoops, and one day you want to be that good. Can you? When did you know it was going to be this much fun to play in front of the fans in the Spectrum? When did it really register with what you have there and the and the connection with the fan base? Honestly, honestly, I don't think I realized until the first game, like the exhibition game. And you know what's mad? I didn't even play. I didn't even play our first like exhibition game because I tweaked my ankle. And I've been hearing about the spectrum the whole summer since I got here from everyone. Everyone's like. Um, and just wait till you see the spectrum. Just wait till you see the spectrum. And I was, and it got to the point where I was looking like, there's no way it can be like that good. And then the first game we're playing at Division Two school, and it's packed. And I'm like, bro, there's no way. And then I finally played in it, and now you can just feel all the energy and support. And I was like, okay, it, this is for real. And it's just getting better every game, and that's been big time. You obviously followed uh, Coach Sprinkle from a Montana State, and you were a good player there. But I don't yeah. think there's any question that you've upped your game here with Utah State. So as the competition has gotten better, you've obviously handled it. What do you think are some of the reasons for the improvement that you had in your first two seasons over there at Montana State versus what you've been able to do so far here for the Aggies? I mean, obviously, we had a really good team at Montana State last year, uh, shown by the fact that we won the Big Sky Tournament and went to the NCAA Tournament, and that was the second straight time we went there. So, like, last year I was a sophomore, and I was playing behind the league MVP, and it was just a matter of me playing my role, you know, and buying my time. And then, obviously, obviously, once Coach Sprint got the job here, and he was like, great, we need you. Like this, this year show once you come here with us because we trust you. Just 
we're going to give you the opportunity to do what you do. It was pretty much a no-brainer at that point. Like, he wanted me to come to Utah State, and he was like, I will give you the keys. Like, you already know our system. It's your turn. I'd like to back up in your, your personal story a few more years. You grew up in England, not known as a basketball hotspot. How do you come yeah. to the sport? How do you get trained in the sport? And how do you end up deciding to come play college basketball in, in the U.S.? Start, start with the beginning. How, how do you fall in love with the sport and get hooked on it? So I was born in Spain, right? And in Spain, basketball is a, bit, a little bit. It's more bigger than in England, how, how big it is in England. So when I was growing up, when I was a kid, I was like, I had too much energy, right? And my parents were like, okay, what are we going to do with this kid? And my aunt and uncle, my older cousin, he, he used to play basketball. They were like, you might as well try putting great in basketball, see if that helps, like, help tire him out and stuff. So they were like, okay. So when I was when I was three, they put me in, like, them kids' basketball, like, practices. And ever since then, I've been playing. So when I moved to England... Even though basketball isn't like the main sport, there it's like this is something I've been doing my whole life. That's all I know. So I'm like, I'm gonna keep doing it, right? Because I'm like, I'm pretty good. But then I went to, I was going playing different levels, and I was like, okay. Obviously, the goal is to go to America, play at the highest level possible, right? And we didn't know how we we're gonna do that. But then I ended up going to my school academy in Preston, and my freshman, my first year there. Chris Haslam, the assistant coach here, well, at the time he was at Montana State, he came and seen me. And I was like 6'5". But he was like, okay, this kid really, like, he has something, you know, we're going to keep an eye on him and keep in touch. And then that summer from my first year, um, my school body school to my second year, I kind of grew to like 6'6", 6'7". And then he was like, from there, after I got a few offers, and the rest is, is kind of history, you know. The story of Utah State is certainly here locally. It's well documented as far as basically everybody leaving. Uh, Falsef obviously was a red shirt, but pretty much everybody left and the coaches leave and, and all these new guys come together here and from various places. And here you are, uh, Coach Sprinkle, we'd all be shocked if he's not coach of the year and, and you still have a few ball games to go, but you're looking like you have a good shot to be player of the year in the conference. At what point – when you guys all got together, did it click to where you thought, we have a shot to be pretty good this year? You know, I've been lying if I told you I need the whole time. But we we had a we had a tough game against Bradley where we lost in overtime. Yeah. But that low-key opened our eyes to the fact that, okay, we can really compete. And then, obviously, we came back, played a few more games. But the Cayman Islands, when we won the Cayman Islands, I was like, okay, we really might be for real, you know, because we played three amazing teams in the Cayman Islands, and I was like, okay, we can really, we can really do this. And then it was a matter of building from that at that point. Like everybody bought in, everyone, no one had egos. We just wanted to win and get better. And it's it's fun to come to practice every day and do what we do, you know. Winning certainly builds camaraderie and chemistry. It's a lot easier to get along when everybody's happy because uh, you just won the you just won the last game. You guys have done a lot of winning this year. How do you build the personal relationships, and who are you closer to when guys are coming and going and moving around, and maybe only on a team for a year? There's not a lot of time. Who have you bonded with, and how? Um, I've 
I bonded with the whole team pretty much. Like, obviously, that we had a few guys who were from here, like Landon Branchley, Mason Falsler, and Isaac Johnson. And then the summer, they did a really good job of, like, having people over to, like, their house, making sure we could spend time together. I spend a lot of time with Joshua Duje and Carson Temple. Like, like those are my guys. Like, we, we're always together, basically. And just having people that you can relate to off the court, it makes it easier, like, on the floor. If I, if I tell Carson something, like, I know he's going to execute and listen because he just wants to do the best thing for the team. And because we're so good friends, whatever I tell him, if, whether it's good or bad, he's not going to take it personally. It's just a matter of winning. And same with Josh. Like, he's an elite scorer, right? But like right now, he's going for the role where he's going to come off the bench and give us our sparking games that we need, like Wyoming. He was the best player on the floor, arguably, that game. And little things like that just makes it better. You're 10-4 and four in conference, uh, three of the losses on the road, one at home. Uh, so you've won enough. You put yourselves in the position to win the thing for sure. Maybe, you know, we'll see what happens. But I'm wondering... The losses, uh, how much can you benefit from them? Because it's not like you've just breezed through. You've had some real tough games. And so thinking that, hey, these losses that you've had, maybe they could uh, get the focus there and with the coaches realize what you need to do to finish this thing out. I mean, absolutely. Like, I don't think no – we knew going in, Coach Sprinkle told us, like, he told us in January – no one in the Mile West Conference is going to go undefeated, right? Like, this is a, an elite conference, an elite basketball conference. So the thing, the only thing you can do at that point is you learn from your losses. Like, you don't want it to compound and it become a thing. But when you lose, you got to realize why did he lose and then take that and improve that five games. So next time when we play a team, we're not going to lose. And again, like, as it's shown all around the league, winning in the Mount West is not e- in the, it's not easy. Like, and especially on the road, like it's super hard. So when you can manage to sneak on out there and get a win on the road and learn from that, it's big time, you know. Yeah. Utah State Aggie star Great Osabor joining us right here on the Zone. You mentioned Coach Sprinkle. He he's brand new here. You you probably spend as much time with him as anybody in the in the state. What is he what is he like? What has he got that makes him a good coach? Now, you know what it is with Coach Sprinkle, yeah. He he's so personable. Like you wouldn't you see him and you talk to him and you wouldn't have it that okay, this guy is the head coach of the Utah State team that's whatever, like twenty twenty two and five or whatever. Like he he really cares about people and I can really tell you about it because I've been with him for like three years now, and I, I would say I know him as well as about as well as anyone out here. And like he really cares about everything, like any minor little detail, like he cares. Like and he cares about you as a person, as a basketball player. He wants you to be your best version. So when you have someone in that corner, like everyone just wants to do their job, you know, because you know he's gonna bring it every day, and if he brings it and you don't bring it, then it might become an issue. So to keep everyone happy. We just all bring it, you know. How much did living in a town like Bozeman prepare you for living in Logan? I'm wondering if there's similarities there. Um, Bozeman's awesome. Bozeman's actually really cool. People underrate Bozeman. I don't know. If if you've not been to Bozeman, you need to take a trip there. Like, it's really cool. Little, little town, little city. Like, it prepared me 
from Logan in the sense that Logan isn't the biggest city, but there's a there's a lot of different things in Logan to do. You just got to go find it. And that's low-key the same with Bozeman. And Bozeman's been cool. Like, I've seen this from the summer, and especially when you meet people from here, like, they show you around. You have, you have a good time. When you go when you go back home, when you go back to England and people say, what's the United States like? What do you tell them? Well, I tell them it's different. Like, obviously, uh, Logan and Bozeman are a lot different from, say, Florida or California or whatever. But it just, I told them it depends on where you go. Like, where I've been, it's been, it's been cool, it's been whatever, but I've been blessed that through basketball, I get to travel a lot and I see a lot of different places. So I just told them it's really different. When you're done with college and all that, what do you want to do with basketball? Obviously, my goal is to play at the highest level I can possibly can. God gave me a gift with my talents and my abilities, and I feel like I were to God and the people who've trusted in me to try and make the most out of it, you know. Obviously, I'm having a really good season. We're going to see how everything pans out afterwards. Well, I'm still a junior, so I still have a year back here. I want to take it, you know. So right. we'll see. I assume that if people are telling you about the spectrum, they're telling you about other pieces of Utah State basketball history and uh, and all that kind of stuff. And you've still got, uh, I think, four regular season games to go before the conference tournament. But have you heard about the rivalry between the Aggies and the Aztecs and how it usually works out in the conference tournament? There tends to be a third meeting. Yeah, I heard that they tend, Aggies against San Diego State tends to be the final, huh? <laughs> it does. It has been, yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, obviously, you don't want to look ahead and get yourself in trouble, but it was a great game last time. I'd, I'd be down to see them again. They're an amazing team. It'd be a fun way to end, end the conference. Well, great, awesome. we great. We appreciate uh, talking to you. I, I guess for people who haven't heard the story, why are you named Great? How are you named Great? So when my parents first found out they were going to have me, my parents, like we come from a really religious household, so my parents were like, "Wow, God is great!" Like, and they were so filled with joy that they were like, "Okay, my dad is like, great. That's it. We're gonna go with great." And there it is. Well, we appreciate a few minutes of your time and getting to know you better. Thanks for joining us here on the radio yeah. this morning. Appreciate you guys having me. Thank you very much. Great, awesome, our Utah State star player. The Aggies are rolling. They get a Saturday off, and then four games, and then off to the conference tournament. Yeah, I, you know, I. I go by Patrick, but I was actually named Mediocre. <laughs> that a kid. Yeah. Could have been worse. I would have thought it was middling. Yeah. They they contemplated Sucky. <laughs> now you're going to see that on social media if you turn on your <laughs> notifications. I'd recommend not doing that. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. Hey, Yock, speaking of... Uh, Text message, social media. Has anybody tried to guess what you were talking about in the last break? Are they pretty accurate? They nailed it. Yeah, they figured it out. Didn't take very long. Nailed it. I see what you think. Fine. When we come back, everything you missed in this show, stay with us.